Okay, I've got so I've got two two Christopher Nolan stories for us. Say them really quickly, okay? And that's fine. They're secondhand. Um, One time I was in the store, so I worked at a Best Buy, as you know, in West Hollywood. Yeah. And one time uh, over Black Friday weekend, I don't know if it's Black. I don't think it was Black Friday because he would never show up on Black Friday. It was Black Friday weekend. Christopher Nolan comes into the store and. Um, he talks to one of my coworkers and who like spotted him as Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher maybe. Nolan is sure. not super identifiable. I, I think people would, know. Yeah, he's blonde not, and wears a blazer. Sure, that, I would not jeans. be able to see him at all. Um, <laughs> he's got a he, big white head. I feel yeah. like he's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but he wouldn't really like nobody would turn their heads at the West Hollywood store. Anyways, okay. uh, this is one by the Target, um, and he uh, the the. Employee, my coworker was like, uh, "Can I help you with anything? Uh, you need to find anything." He's like, "Yes, I need to find a DVD, but I don't have much time." <laughs> what with like that? intensity, but yeah. I don't have much time. Time, <laughs> right? And the thing is, anybody saying that out of context, like, "Yeah, I get it. You don't. You're in a rush." This sure. man the is fact obsessed is Christopher with time. Nolan. He <laughs> right. is obsessed with. He's looking for a DVD. A DVD of what? <laughs> I don't. It's it's disappeared with the story, but that the specificity <laughs> of like he's looking for a DVD, and the intensity of. But I don't have much time. I don't have much time. The other one was on the day of the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, the year that Dunkirk was nominated. Okay. Uh, he goes to a Gelson's, the one on Franklin. Yeah. Sure. My friend is behind him in line. Uh, at the Gelson's. This is the day and of the Oscars. The day of the Oscars. Okay. This is before he's put on his tux and everything. He's with his kid. Uh-huh. And he's buying a candy bar. And Wait, my that's friend, it? Uh, yes. And <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't say anything, but he's like frazzled and pulls out of his blazer just a wad of cash and puts it on <laughs> <laughs> Which, in his defense, it's a Gelson, so it probably costs that much <laughs> right, to buy right. a candy bar there. <laughs> but I just love this sort of like uh, this idea of him. I have is that he is like an eccentric, like eccentric he doesn't millionaire, right? Yeah, right. he's frazzled. Uh, he has no idea how the world works. He's trying to do normal things like <laughs> buy a DVD or what could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, he does anyway. he does just come across as like a bro that lives in a completely different world yeah. than everyone else. His head is <laughs> his like his, his consciousness is just like 10 levels up yes. just like yeah. at all times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why when he was talking about working with Robert Pattinson I was like you guys probably get along. Oh, yeah. You guys seem like totally out They're there. They're both out there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it also just tickled me so much that because like my friend was going to Gelson's to get stuff for an Oscar watch party. Yeah, like oh he lives in that my area. God. <laughs> like, it makes sense because that Gelson's is like what a mile away from the Kodak Theater. So yeah, it's like right there. I'm guessing that, that like Nolan was getting his kid a candy bar, then was going to get dressed up and go to the fucking Oscar. Like it was just a cr- <laughs> that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do, man. They're all just normal ass people. Like yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, we're not live, right? We're not streaming this, right? No, no. I don't know Thank how God. to do that. Look at my, like, my apartment is a mess it. right now. It looks okay. fine. I, the only thing that I can see is a couple cables. Yeah, that's all. It's because if I watch anything past midnight, I now plug in my headphones into my receiver, so I don't. Uh, keep, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm, makes sense. I use I the little AirPods. The cables under. Oh, that's my AirPods. But then there's a Bluetooth TV. delay. I find there's always a delay. Not with the you Apple see, TV. You say that, and Jan was over. Jan was over at our house a couple weeks ago, and I, <clears throat> I showed him the Bluetooth. How I Bluetooth in because my partner goes to bed pretty early and I stay up pretty late. Yeah. And I showed him, and it was spot on. There's no delay, and Jan goes. Delay. There's a delay. No. Nope. And I'm like, there's no delay. You can see they're they're talking. It's matched up perfectly. Yeah. No. Nope. When you're here's the thing that I found. When you're looking for a delay, you're gonna you find one. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna find one. I notice a delay in like so much <laughs> stuff. It drives me nuts how much stuff has a delay. Well, the my AirPods with my Apple TV. No delay. No Maybe. Delay. Okay. So you're using with Apple TV. I wonder yeah. if there's better. 
like sync there you know maybe to delay the video or i don't know is that that, that technology that Apple it was the technology. biggest fight jan and i have ever had was over those, <laughs> over that. i don't even really remember fighting i think we, we just, were just we, we were experiencing fight. different realities is what it, we were it, was, different it shows that we haven't had a fight it just yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly we had a hat we had to get it out of the way yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we, we we took care of some L.A. stuff. We some talked LA about stuff. movies yep. that weren't related to this episode. Yes. We've talked about weird technical stuff that drives me nuts. We've talked about Gelson's at least once. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan at Gelson's. So now uh, it's time to go back to May 1st, 1995. Ooh. This is Labor Day? Not Labor Day. Um, Memorial Day? Memor- Memorial no, Day is May- at the end of the month. May yeah. Day. What is it? What this is, is May, May Day? day. This May is, day. It's May Day. Yeah, like late, late, it's not Labor Day, but it is technically. It's about labor, isn't it? It's about labor, yeah. There was some May Days going on at Voyager this week. There sure were. There sure were. Oh, Uh, boy. Cathexis. Cathexis. Uh, Season one, episode 12 or 13, if you go by production order. Lame. Who goes by production order? This is a real word, Cathexis, and not one I've ever used. You don't say cathexis in casual conversation? No, and it's like I looked up the definition um, and it's basically like obsession, right? It's like being obsessed. According to Memory Alpha's definition that wherever they pulled theirs from, it's a psychoanalytical term, meaning investment of mental or emotional energy in a person, object, or idea. Hmm. But to like an unhealthy level. I mean... That's what Google said. Like you, you are you have a cathexis towards somebody. Hey, right? girl, I'm in cathexis with you. I'm in cathexis with cathexed. you. I'm cathexed. I'm cathexed. <laughs> I'm cathexed with your beauty. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, um, just to uh, give a, a little preview here, the experience of scripting this episode was not particularly enjoyable for Brandon Brock. <laughs> Nor was it for me. <laughs> I'm shocked. I am absolutely shocked. Um. All right. Well, uh, get in your Put, car. Uh, <laughs> go to your closest uh, Best Buy. Uh, look. It's stand in line for a little bit. Wait for somebody to come up to you and ask. Uh, hey, can I help you? Uh, and then respond with, "Yes, I'm looking for a DVD, but I don't have a lot of time." In with <laughs> very serious, very seriously. Uh, and then that person will show you to the DVD area quickly rather quickly because you don't have a lot of time Uh, time. and then they'll show you to the dvd rack that has all the star trek uh and then you're gonna open the box and flip through all the dvds because each episode is only one dvd (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna flip through all the dvds and take out the episode for cathesis and you're going to watch it. And then you're going to listen to the podcast that we have and come with us on our trip. We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Sorry, it's kind of lost it there. It's no, no, it's a good one. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm Jan. And I'm Mark. And Darius has been kicked off the show permanently. Classic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's unfortunate, yeah. really. It's so, too bad. We won't be streaming anymore because we don't know how to Basically, do it. All the things that make this podcast good and real not happening anymore. It's not even going to get edited. It's going to get yeah. edited, but it's not going to get mastered. No, because Classic. Darius did all that. So we're just kind of screwed. Yeah, we're just screwed. Um, we do have, if you want us, if you want to help us find another Darius, uh, <laughs> we do have a link to our coffee. Or ko slash or dash fi mm-hmm. um, in our in our profile. This is correct. And uh, any donations you give to our coffee uh, mm-hmm. will go straight towards us 
perhaps even just growing a new Darius if necessary. We'll talk to Davidians about that, see if that's possible. Yeah. The plan is really to grow a new Darius. In <laughs> to a, grow a one from scratch. Dish. Grow yeah. one from scratch. Like Groot. Yeah. Like Groot. Yeah. And yeah. then, start, and then um, harvest him for his organs. God. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Darius, if you're listening to this. this is, uh, that got really He's, in, he's definitely really going weird. to listen to this when he edits the podcast. <laughs> that's true. <He'll, laughs> like, what the fuck? I just couldn't do this episode. <laughs> What? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Don't Chaos. ruin the reality, guys. This is a bit. My bad. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit. This um, was written, sort of, by <laughs> Brandon Braga. The story was brought, was came, was came made up by Brandon Braga and Joe Minoski. Joe Minoski. Uh, and it was directed by Kim Friedman. Thanks, Kim. But it should be noted, the most important part of this episode, the hollow novel scene, was directed by Winrich Colby. <laughs> Woo! Colby! Because it was originally going to be in Eye of the Needle, which he directed. But then they just were like, mm, let's take that out of that and put it in this episode. I, uh, I love they these. They do this so much in Voyager. <laughs> Is it based on anything? Is the hollow novel based on anything? I think it's just like gothic novel esque like so, Dixon Hill is not based on anything. It's just... So it's not like Wuthering Heights or anything like that. It's just... Sexy gothic I, novel. I get somewhere between Wuthering Heights and Edgar Allan Poe. Because I think it's working. It's The last episode we did was also this. Um, it was like a later installment, program. right? right. Yeah. And they keep being like, but don't go to the fourth With floor. The and it's ah. like, is the, it's the dead wife is there. What's right? on the, the ghost fourth? Is the, it like... We don't know, and we never wife. find out because they never bring That's back. That's fucking bullshit. I hate how they do this, where they're like, don't go to the fourth floor. And they do it on purpose because they're like, oh, this is getting interesting. It's going to be a like, big reveal. Janeway, you got to do like, some shit. I feel like if they thought this through and this was actually integrated into the script as opposed to just a scene from another episode that they tacked on to this one, <laughs> like they've done before several times on Voyager, they could have integrated this because it's like, oh, a dead, we think the wife is dead, but she's still alive. A, in the same way that we think Chakote is dead, <laughs> and he's still alive. Whoa. You know, like, don't go. And then the nebula could be like the, the, the room floor. on the fourth floor, because like, don't go there. Wow. But then they go, you know, like, I think they could have done something with that, but they they didn't. didn't. I just did more than they did. Yeah, I It'd be a, if I was running a Star Trek show, I think it'd be a problem because I would purposely like write cold opens in the holodeck and then take them away from their original episode and put them in front of another episode. <laughs> That's what you would do. You would do what Voyager did. Oh, yeah, I'd do it on purpose just to be like, well, this is this is Star Trek. This is how we do things here. <laughs> well, they even revisit this house in Star Trek Prodigy. And what really? Wait, what? 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 This is uh, this is Janeway Lambda One is the name of the program, and in Star Trek Prodigy, um, I don't remember the name of the episode. It's the same episode where Dahl is on the Enterprise D, and like you have Odo and all them. It's the Kobayashi Maru. The test, Kobayashi basically. episode. Yeah, Kobayashi yeah. is the name of the episode. You're right. Um, and. Um, she takes the Janeway hologram goes, Oh, this is one of my favorite programs. And it's the exterior of this house. <gasps> and, uh, a character who is presumably Lord Burley is like, Ooh, he's all like flouncy at this point, but he's like, Ooh, we're having a five hour poetry reading. And then they're like, Oh, well we don't want to do this program. And so then she takes him to another program, but she goes, this is one of my favorite programs. And it's the exterior of the Burley house. Oh, well, we're my doing that God. next week. Then we're oh, doing that's what we're going to do. Actually, well, then well, you'll we haven't get, done Prodigy yet, and you'll we get more. Right. You'll get more holiday content because you have the whole Kobayashi with yeah. Oro and all of them too. But I've seen that episode, but I I never made the connection because these episodes and Voyager to me never stuck to my bones. You know, like I never. Yeah. I just thought, oh, this is cute. They're doing like what we see in a holodeck often, which is period pieces. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. It's wow. shit. Thank you, Mark. See, this is the this is why we don't mind that Darius died in a tragic plane accident. <laughs> Mark's got all the fun facts. I mean, like we're hurt by the loss, yes. but like any television show where you have to write an actor out and, and, replace. and replace them with another one. 
Yeah. I just Sometimes. can't edit anything or put us <laughs> right. on Instagram or Twitch or it's okay. You have better facts, <laughs> good facts like that. Yeah. Just great facts. Uh, the music, we haven't had this guy in a long time. The music was done by coming in at 475 pounds. Oh, wow. He's been bulking. The COVID He's been weight. bulking up. <laughs> Put your hands together for Jay Chataway. Jay Chataway. The one, the only, Jay Chataway. Jay Wow, he's a monster now. He's a monster now. Absolute monster. There's months that he was not on the show. He's been putting on. He's been sumoing up. Yeah. Well, he was at negative weight at one point. He was at 20 pounds last time we heard from him. (laughs) Just 20 pounds. (laughs) Apparently, this was his favorite episode to do of the season outside of the pilot. Uh, Why, Jay? It was he, it, he was the only one where his favorite. The music had to sell the fact that there was this invisible entity. It was a real mystery that made it a fun episode. I think these composers who had like who have to do like twenty episodes a season, they got to really work their brain into do doing something. something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have you guys seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah, uh, not in years. Uh, well, the. Jason Siegel is a composer on that show. And I think it does really illustrate how mind-numbing it must be to do like a serialized composition every week. Of yeah. just like, and this is the part where we're scared. This yeah. is the part where <laughs> you know? the characters you don't see, like that kind yeah. of thing. That makes me think of X-Files, because the music on X-Files I love, but it's like that weird like synth music mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I'm just always imagining the composer just in that dark room just going. <laughs> you say a dark room and now I'm thinking like all the production from A to Z for X-Files is done in the way that the episodes the are shot. Yeah. <laughs> so like a guy walks into the composition room with a flashlight. Hey, how's it going? It's like pretty good. He's like got a flashlight over the keyboard. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there's like, there's light shining in with the, with, uh, shades the shade yeah. lines yeah. yeah like across the face yeah oh god i love the x-files so much it's very Such good, good freaked me out when i was a kid it's a freaky it's a fucking show it's yeah so spooky it's so spooky. it gave me lots of nightmares let's get spooky let's get spooky <clears throat> all right let's do a recap of this mess okay let's be real here be real that's an app now it is you guys should get on be real i'm on be real be real is fun i like be- it now, once I join Be Real, it'll stop being. I was going to say, real. Jan might be a little too old for Be Real. I'm definitely no, too it's, old. For it's kind of nice because it, it, like, once a once a day, it's just like, hey, show your friends what you're up to, and you just take a photo, and then that's it. Then you don't do anything. Is it else like on Vine? It. I don't know anything. What is Be Real? I don't know what that is. It's like you, uh, like everyone, like at the same time, you'll get a notification that says, like, hey, like take your photo for the day and you'd like take a photo of what's in front of you and then the selfie camera takes a photo and you take a photo of yourself. I was just getting into Wordle and now everyone's like, the five minute crossword. And yeah, like, what the fuck? I was, I was just yeah. getting into Wordle. <laughs> the mini crossword's great. Yeah, I know. I see like 20 posts per day on, on the amazing Discord. The yeah. Trek to the Holodeck Discord. Join it now using the, the link in our link Discord. tree on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I... I the thing that I only understand what be real is because of the memes on Twitter. Most social media I get through the lens of Twitter. That's so that like me too. yeah, film Twitter is like it the be reels of characters in movies. Yes. So like I, the, my favorite one I saw was the Midsummer one. Let's say like Florence <laughs> Pugh when the hut is on fire. I won't spoil that movie, but uh yeah, it's it's very good. It's fun though cuz you could just take one photo and then it's supposed to be a more authentic social media. It's supposed to be real. Yeah, by taking oh. a photo all at the same time, you can't like pose or like get everything set up. That's the idea. Oh, then I'm definitely not doing it. <laughs> I know for me, most if of the days would be like, any here. prep, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have multiple B-reels where it, it happened at 8 a.m. and it's like, just me in my bed, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Looking horrible. Yes. Oh, you took a picture of Gollum? Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 
Uh, I'm ready whenever you're ready, Mark. Oh, I thought it said Dylan. Oh, on actually, the right. It is Dylan. It is Dylan. Let's not Fuck. make it. You're right. You're right. It's Dylan. <laughs> okay. So Janeway is doing her her hollow novel, and right when it gets interesting, they're like, Janeway, we got some shit going on. Uh, Chakotay and uh, Tuvok come back with like some brain aneurysm problems, and Chakotay can't wake up. He's just brain dead. But Tuvok wakes up. He's cool. Uh, and then... <laughs> Throughout the episode, people start like doing things, but they don't remember it. They're like, like Tom starts fucking with shit and he doesn't remember it. And they're like, hey, were you fucking with shit? And he's like, I don't know. I don't remember it. So then everybody starts fucking with shit, not remembering it. And they, (laughs) Uh, then they realize that there's an alien on board that's taking control of their brain and making them do stuff that they don't remember uh, to make them not go into the what is it where where are they the going nebula. the nebula because they don't want them to go in the nebula because that's where all their porn's hidden that's where all the aliens porn's hidden they don't want them to go in there C- question but also chakotay is also were there three people. aliens wasn't tuvok possessed the whole time wait i thought there was i thought there were two warring aliens there was like one alien that was like going to the nebula and then there's another alien that was like no don't go into the nebula chakotay was trying I, see this is where the episode was so fucked up <laughs> chakotay was trying to keep them from going into the nebula okay yes there was an alien that was trying to keep them going to the nebula and then tuvok was also possessed but i thought tuvok was possessed the whole time i thought tuvok was the pro nebula alien he, he's definitely pro nebula Yes. <laughs> he was a silent minority. Wait, so does is Chicote anti-Nebula because he's possessed by alien or because he's just like that he says, knows he has a feeling that the alien but I don't know, man. Cuz they okay, at the beginning in the cold <laughs> open, not even the cold open, but like Chicote and Tuvok had gone to the Nebula and that's where Tuvok got possessed and Chicote got Mind killed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mind blanked. <laughs> yeah. Mind blasted. Dispossessed. Yeah. I think might even be the most accurate way to describe right. it. Because he's out of his body. And so Chakotay is like, we can't let the aliens achieve their goal of getting all of Voyager into the nebula. Why do they want to go to the nebula is not clear. I don't think. They wanted to go to the nebula because with if they could get to the nebula, all the other aliens, all of Tuvok's Alien Tubox buddies could possess all the Voyager oh, crew. Oh, okay. So it wasn't gotcha. warring aliens. I think Chicote was the only one who was Aware possessing people, trying to take them away from the nebula. Wait, so Chicote was just acting on Chicote's own thing, but he had the alien ability to possess people? Yeah, I yeah. think the medicine wheel may have had something to do yeah, with that. Yeah, the medicine wheel, <laughs> the fact that he's generic Native American yeah. helped a lot. He has some spiritual abilities. Yeah, some, he was yeah. using his eagle powers or whatever yes. the, the so, racist um, <laughs> consultant was doing. There is an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. As the Enterprise super fan of this epi- on, on this podcast, <laughs> I have to bring it up, that is similar where like they find an old ship Mm-hmm. An old ship, and it's full of like light aliens, and and Ooh. they're like, "Oh, what's up, light aliens?" And light aliens are like, "Nothing much. What's up, you?" <laughs> and they start possessing members of the crew, and they're like, "Hey, you can't be possessing us." They're like, "Oh, it's all good. Like, we'll possess the body for a little bit, and the rest of us will take the person on a tour of somewhere else." But then it, it turns out that these aliens did just want to end up possessing everybody on Enterprise, right? <laughs> And it's just, it's a similar like plot. I mean, I know I get it. There's 800 hours of Star Trek content out there, but find a different way to do these (laughs) stories. No. (sighs) Anyways, that episode's called like, it's not Inner Light, but it's something like that. I rewatched Inner Light the other day. It's such a good one, man. It's great. Picard's just the best. To me, Tuvok was, it was almost immediately clear that Tuvok was the bad guy. Um, when he and Kess got into the turbo lift and she had the bruises on her neck, yeah. I understand there hasn't been a Vulcan on and part of the main cast since, um, Spock, since Spock, but think about, to me, think about this. Okay. So the Vulcans and the humans have been working together for what? 
250 years at this point. Um, this, mm-hmm. and so when she had the bruises on her neck, that's a Vulcan nerve pinch. That's it's clear. This would be to me, this would be like, um, Jan, you commit a crime and a flag falls off your backpack and the police are like stumped about where you come from because it has a little maple leaf on it. Right. Like clearly you're Canadian. <laughs> like we've been working together with Canadians. We've been next to Canadians for a really long time. I could be like, from New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> but it's like it's like we don't know why does she have these bruises on her neck when she passed out in an in an, a turbo lift with a Vulcan. With, with two vibes. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if like, the if this if the shoe fits. Right. It's like and there was no damage to the Vulcan at all. Like uh, I, what I don't know what happened. What he, was passed out. Happened? he was passed out. <laughs> right. Just like didn't make I was I was like, why did no one see this? Well, because he's the only one on the ship who does any deductive reasoning anyway. So everybody else is like, what do, what do, what do we do? I don't know. Uh I like I like every scene where where Tom Paris is clearly fucking with things, but he's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was and, just in the in the vicinity. I didn't do it. I was just in the vicinity. <laughs> like Captain, the course just changed. Like who changed the course? Like I have no idea. It's like it was you. You're definitely you're, wasn't me. Definitely wasn't me. I was here. I blanked out for thirty seconds, and then the course was changed. I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> I love this moment where uh, Harry blacks out in the uh, the, the conference, conference room. room. Yeah, and. Hundred percent, he didn't he, actually black 100%. out, and he was just doing it so he could be a part of it with everyone. <laughs> I think he definitely really just think possessed just me. Up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like guys, I think I got possessed. Really? Yeah, totally got possessed. What did you do? Sitting here thinking about some hot babe, and then like, <laughs> I mean, a study, a, a, a report on <laughs> Magneto Trons or whatever he's. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love th- that like the uh, Chakotay like possesses Kim and he's like wait what, what the fuck am I doing possessing Kim like, just, <laughs> I can't like, do anything I can't do anything with this guy <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> have any command codes <laughs> no, or can't, can't even like log in <laughs> just like, <laughs> I love the I love Harry using uh, the po- alien possession as an excuse for just mm-hmm. spacing the fuck out yeah probably he's just was sitting possessed there. by an alien yeah like <laughs> Harry hello Harry what? Huh? Oh. Uh, uh, is it, uh, I think I got possessed, man. <laughs> just wild. He does this for months. Months yeah. and months after. Hey, Harry, we were supposed to play racquetball earlier. Oh, yeah. It's uh, probably possessed. Possessed. Well, I think I got possessed, possessed by an alien real bad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I woke up and my room was just totally different. I must yeah. have blacked out and the alien rearranged my room. I don't totally know what happened. My brain. Oh. Yeah. Like somebody's like, hey, man. Um, Kind of disappointed. I was really expecting you to be at my birthday party. We talked about it for a long time. And I don't have a lot of family here, and you're one of my best friends. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm so sorry about that. Just, Space uh, bug. Got a little possessed by an alien there. It would be so easy to plead space bug, especially with like when Tom, especially when Tom is like, I don't know what happened. I definitely didn't do that. Anyone on the ship could be like, I don't know where the chicken nuggets went. <laughs> I I I don't know. I definitely was not right by the chicken nuggets, but I like definitely didn't take them. <laughs> where they're trying to figure out what this alien wants, it's like, well, definitely, probably chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. I think he was really hungry. <laughs> yeah, I think he was really hungry because he ate a whole tray of chicken nuggets that was meant for everybody, and it he just went weird. to town on them. It was like, weird because I was like really hungry, and then I blacked out, and I was sitting in a chair. <laughs> Not hungry anymore. Not hungry anymore. And there was this empty tray of chicken nuggets in my quarters. And turns out the alien possessed my body. He's saying this very loudly. Possessed my body. Took the tray to my quarters. All of the chicken nuggets. All of the nuggets. Without me getting to enjoy them. I didn't get to enjoy them. I had no enjoyment. I'm as disappointed as all of you. (laughs) It's almost as if the chicken nuggets were stolen from me also. Really? I should be the one who's actually upset because I, I didn't even get to eat them and I get all yeah. the weight that comes yeah. with them. There's like 3,000 calories at least of chicken nuggets. I've got a process here. That I did not get to enjoy. Not. So, I'm thirsty. I'm very yeah. thirsty. There's a lot of MSG in those chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh my. Speaking of chicken nuggets, yeah. the uh, the like impossible chicken nuggets at AMC. 
Yeah. Kind of good. good. I kind of like them. Yeah. Are they chickpea? They usually do chickpea for chicken. chicken I don't know what the fuck Are you vegetarian? Are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were like, why would anybody eat this fucking thing? No. Why would anybody do that? I'm actually now boycotting uh, AMC because they even offer um, impossible food. Yeah. Really? You have um, a thre- staunch it meat eater? Me. It threatens my masculinity <laughs> and my... Did you hear about that story about well, yeah, what, Cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel. It was Cracker Barrel. <laughs> right, Cracker Barrel. Oh my people are God. Off, they're offering impossible sausage now. Not even forcing it on people, just offering no, it. And people an are furious I at was Cracker at Barrel. a Dodger game in line to get like a, like, you know, a plant-based Dodger dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're standing in line and this lady comes barreling out from the line. Like she had just gotten up to the line and she just says... It's all fucking vegetarian bullshit. (laughs) She just like walks away and we're looking at the menu and we're like, no, it's not. There's like hamburgers, hot. There's like all sorts of stuff. I don't know why. Vegetarian bullshit. (laughs) People, the the snowflakes are people who can't (laughs) see a thing on a menu that they don't want and not. Search. Panic. It's yes. a search for oppression. It is yes. a victim mentality. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. The biggest victim, the self-victimizing people in this country, Vegan bullshit, are are largely on the right. Yes. It is. It is incredible. Nuts. It's like, oh man, I can't like. There's impossible sausages on the Cracker Barrel menu. It's like, yeah, it used to be that like black people couldn't even eat at a <laughs> eat Cracker at Barrel. A cracker Barrel. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> so just so just enjoy your regular sausage. Enjoy your it's regular still sausage. there. <laughs> I just love the idea of somebody walking in, seeing like the Impossible brand, and being like, "Fuck this, I'm done." If anything, I don't even need to read anything else. It's the thing is, it's a capitalist move. I'm trying yes, to make my menu exactly. wider to get more well, people to come in and spend money. Like you should be celebrating this, you capitalist cucks. Like just do it. They like, don't understand capitalism. Right. They they don't understand anything. So even when capitalism is like, yes, we're gonna exploit you, they're like, ah, nope, <laughs> not my country. I don't know what this is. <laughs> just the stupidest. Stupidest Ooh. people. It's very sad, honestly. Ugh. It's just a failure, and it's by design. Speaking uh, of cooking, Neelix is back in his um, ridiculous apron and um, his hat. His hat. hat. Love his hat. That chef's hat. <laughs> do you think that's what Talaxians wore, or do you think he was like, Earth, chef's hat, and apron, but give it a flare? That's actually his military <laughs> <laughs> his, That's his what stolen they would wear. Valor That's the camo, the, the camo yeah. on Talaxian military. Like. <laughs> oh, I forgot. He he was like a deserter, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coward. <laughs> well, because he would, he didn't want to commit war crimes. So it's like both, it goes both ways. Like, yeah, you're, he's a deserter. But also he didn't want to commit war crimes. And also war sucks and is War's horrible. War's bad. Right. Oh, I don't blame him, but yeah. I just no. love him feeling the guilt for being a deserter. Well, also he would talk about his time serving. So like you don't get to be right. a deserter and also and be like, lie about man, it. we lost a lot of good people out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the military. Nah, nah, nah. He also has this horrible moment in this episode because it's early ne- jealous Neelix where Cass is like, yeah, there's this like entity and he's like, who was it? Who yeah. the fuck was it? I'm I'll gonna fucking beat, this beat the shit out of that entity. <laughs> it's like, Neelix, she's trying to talk to you. Like she got like mind. Who was in your mind- room? Who was it? Who, <laughs> who was it? it? Was it Tom? Was it Tom? <laughs> was it Tom? Who was in your brain? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like that he was the one who led like the shipwide red scare though, where he was like he was the, the head of the paranoia brigade who was like, Give me a phaser, I'll I'll shoot anyone. <laughs> I fuck and them then, up. And then like there's a scene where he gets possessed and he uses he does stuff on the medicine thing and he's like, yeah. uh just this is not a big deal. Pretty sure I just got possessed. Don't freak out. <laughs> like, okay, now nobody shoot huh? me. <laughs> nobody shoot me. Like, that Everybody was really like you were the relax. one. Uh, he was in that point. He was possessed by Chakotay, correct? Yes, that was a Chakotay. Yeah, because he was using the medicine wheel. <laughs> this has been a Chakotay possession. 
It's just like a signature. You get a, a temporary face tattoo. <laughs> that says, possessed by Chakotay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that would be really funny if when Chakotay possessed people, he would grab like a magic marker and just like just, draw it on the head. So don't like, worry, I'm see, safe. It's, it's me, it's Chakotay. <laughs> yeah, you just start writing on people's foreheads. It's funny it's that Chakotay could possess people, but he couldn't make them talk. Like he'd just be like, hey, it's, I'm possessing... Uh, Neelix right now I just need you to get some information yeah. Bellana, <laughs> it's me Well because he was using his command codes It's true There's some complexity going on with his Yeah with his spirit Either that or The writers weren't thinking Too hard about, <laughs> about I don't think they were working too hard <laughs> um, I, I want to point out that there, And this is something that somebody that Mark pointed out as well But I would not have missed him Because Pete Durst, uh, Lieutenant Durst, uh, the 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 bald guy, uh, mm-hmm. played by Brian Markinson. Uh, I think he, it's interesting whenever they make a, a character stand out this much, f- who you never who you see like one more time. Uh, but I just love this. <clears throat> For me, the name Durst Durst belongs to one man. I know there's also Robert Durst. Yeah, who, that serial killer. <laughs> That's but, what I was thinking I was of. Was Bobby Durst, the murderer? <laughs> okay, so two people: Bobby Durst and also Fred Durst, the Limp Bizkit frontman from Jacksonville, <laughs> yeah. Florida, who's not related to the serial killer, <laughs> right? Don't you, there was a moment when Fred Durst was like, "Oh, thank God, there's a Durst who's worse than me." Worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know like Fred Durst has apologized for be, for Limp Biscuit. He's just been like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that existed." Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Good for him. I listened to an unfortunate amount of Limp Biscuit, guys. It's okay. Unfortunate. Amount. You were Limp Biscuit, bro? I don't I wouldn't call myself a Limp Biscuit bro, but I listened to Limp Biscuit was stuff. everywhere. It was everywhere, man. I, mean, I would call true. myself a Limp Bizkit bro, but I listened to every <laughs> like single never, one of their albums. I've never I been owned, to or wanted to go to one of their concerts. I owned quite a few uh, CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Compact discs. I used to have a mini disc player, so I would get CDs and then I would convert them to mini disc. So then I could have it my little mini, mini disc discs player. were the great. shit. Those were, were like the far superior. They were. Uh, yeah. They had really great compression mm-hmm. and they were portable and they didn't skip because they were in those little cases. Little cases, yeah. And they were used in the 1998 movie. Uh, the Matrix? Not The Matrix. Well, it was well, The Matrix as well in 1999. Matrix was 99. Really? I was, I was thinking say. Stranger Days. I think Stranger Days is actually 95. Stranger Days? Oh, cool. Yeah. They're and like all about the mini discs. Really? Like that was the future. Yeah. Mini discs. Was it in Johnny Mnemonic too? I mean, there was a, oh, a while yes. where whenever Johnny you wanted. Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Great. Apparently there's like a 4K remaster coming out of Johnny Mnemonic. Do we need it? For whom? <laughs> for whom? For us. us. The oh, day for that the we, two of you. <laughs> when, no, when we force you to watch Tenet and Johnny Mnemonic. And Johnny okay. Mnemonic. It'll be a straight day. You can Take come me to the chair and make me watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> and then you'll have a day where you make us watch, I don't know, a stage recording of Hades Town or something like that. <laughs> uh, we can watch uh, Hamilton. That's... that's uh, all right. The Broadway stage recording of Hamilton is that's uh, the one Broadway on Plus. For, Broadway strap for me straight, down for straight we'll, people. We'll trade. We'll trade. We'll do Tenet and strap uh, me down for Hamilton uh, is is Broadway Hamilton. for straight people. Yeah. Every straight person enjoys Hamilton. Don't I, even. Oh, I think I, I think I missed it. I missed it. You know, <laughs> you know how it was huge in 2015, 2016, and now it's I'm. I it's, actually, we're way past the point. Lin-Manuel is annoying. I was more of an In the Heights fan than I like it more than Hamilton, which. It's punishable by death, but did, I, did you see in the Heights the movie? I saw the Broadway show, which I enjoyed more than the movie. The movie sure. was fine. Movies, whatever. The the rap singing makes me want to kill myself. I, hate I mean, it. I get it. It's just so cringy for me. I I just can't do it. But 
I'm glad that other people like it, and I'm going to get <laughs> murdered by the like Hamilton, the Lin Manuel Miranda Hamil- group, Hamiltonians. Hamiltonians. Um, well, very you know, sorry. Hamiltonians historically haven't fared very well. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I did not offend the Beyonce fans though, because if I do that, I will get murdered. That's uh, the, the Bayhive. The yeah, the the Beehive, the Bayhive. Is it Beehive or Beehive? I think it's Beehive. I think it's Beehive. I guess that makes sense, but it is they they write B E Y, which separate from Beyonce to me would be Bay. Yeah, I think the Beehive is. Uh, but her name is Kamala Beyonce. Harris, right? I know it is Beyonce. I know her name is Beyonce. B. You know that but her name is Beyonce. So yeah, so it should, it should be the Beehive, is what you're saying. I think you're thinking. <laughs> I think you're thinking about you're this thinking a little too, too hard. Much yeah. <laughs> I just, just don't, don't like saying just beehive because then it's just like that makes me think of bees. Bumble just don't tweet bees. any of this. I'm don't not, tweet I'm any not gonna of tweet it. it. You're going to get You will get, get doxxed. You'll get murdered. You'll get doxxed. <laughs> Your address will be posted. Especially yeah. in light of her new album just coming out. Right? Which is fire. Yeah, you don't want to mess with her. Yeah. <sighs> it must be nice to be that hardworking and, and talented at the same time. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm hardworking. Yeah, I'm I'd never. Talented. Sometimes I'm hardworking. I'm not that talented. <laughs> I'd say I'm hardworking and talented, just not that rich. I've never. I just haven't exploited enough people yet to get to that point. I don't think. Yeah, I'll get there someday. Someday, you exploit <laughs> just the right amount of people. That's the capitalist dream. Just the right amount of people. See, there's some more trivia for this episode. Uh, Wait, we were talking uh, about Pete Durst. Yeah, yeah Pete sorry, Durst. we got way way off topic. We, t- we got off on a Fred Durst, <laughs> Fred Durst tangent that led us all the way about. down to Beyonce. Uh, yeah. Anyways, in my mind, in my head canon, Pete Durst is related to Fred Durst. That's he might all. be. He might be. He might be related to the serial killer Durst, Robert Durst. Robert Durst. I don't think Robert Durst had any kids. No, because he killed all his victims. He, he killed, killed all his wives. Killed his wives. <laughs> what a wild fucking story! Did you guys you watch that? He has no children. It's crazy. Oh, he died. Robert Durst died. I forgot yeah, about that. He's he dead. died this year. Yeah, that was a um, it was a, a plot point in Kimmy Schmidt. The the um, <laughs> really the the sitcom from a few years ago yeah, was yeah. that her older landlady was dating <laughs> was dating Robert Durst. <laughs> That show went off the rails. <laughs> That's really funny. I remember watching the first season of the that, first season was, was decent, it. and then it went crazy. <laughs> to me, uh, it was kind of like a show that it, it felt like Thirty Rock, but like an element was missing from it. It was produced by Tina Fey. Exactly, it's the same writing team, and yeah, it looked really similar too. I think they must have yeah. used a lot of the same crew. What is Tina Fey doing these days? Um, I feel Pete like Durst I, though. Uh-huh. Played Peters. by Brian Markinson. Yeah. Um, what I know him from is he's in DS9. We're going to go down to the, the DS9 yeah. hole for a second. Hell yeah. He, is, um, he plays Dr. Elias Gar- Geiger in DS9's In the Cards, who is the guy who has the the regeneration chamber where he calls everybody the soulless minions of orthodoxy right, when yes. they're chasing down the <laughs> baseball card for Cisco. Jake yes. and Hogg are chasing down the baseball card for Cisco. That's the yes. machine that Wei Yun gets into, right? Right, right, right. And it's supposed to keep you alive forever because your cells don't get bored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an amazing episode of DS9 um, where they Jake and Nog are doing favors for everyone all over the ship to try and get oh, this baseball card. That one is really sweet. I love yeah. that episode. Um, and so, yeah, he's Geiger in that episode. I really do love how Wei Yun is susceptible to what is essentially space sky mall yeah. <laughs> or like the sharper <laughs> image of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so it also yeah. makes less sense when you find out that they are all clones. Like, right. With the same <laughs> so, memory. So why living, would he care? Living forever, yeah. <laughs> so um and in a later Voyager episode, he gets videoed real bad. Some pretty fucking crazy body horror there. Yeah. He's the guy who gets his face chopped off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very Hannibal y. Uh, yeah. I remember I remember um, when I first saw that episode where he gets his face removed by the Vidians. Um, I was like, this is not 
your mama's Star Trek. I was no. like, this is uh, this is a different style of Star Trek. This is some gnarly ass um, shit. And this is. Whew. I think the Vidians would have been a fantastic, like, overarching um, bad guy for Voyager. Oh, and they, I know they recur, but like way better than the Kazon. And it came out the same, came out the same season. So, like, I don't know. I feel. I guess it's it was too body horror y for the for UPN of the nineties. Yeah, people didn't like them because of that, which they had better technology than Voyager, so they could have definitely gone on longer. Yeah. But yeah, no. Dumb butts. Stealing Neelix's lungs. Oh man, if only mm-hmm. they had finished the job. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow lungs. What if they had just what if they had just kept Neelix in the in the sick bay for like forever three, three seasons? Sorry, bro. <laughs> just leaving. Sorry, dude. They should just put him on ice. Like yeah. wait, was, he has well, hollow lungs forever, right? No, no. No. They they get him back. Did he get him back? No, or he they gets grow a transplant. New ones? They get a transplant yeah, from they, somebody. They grow oh. new ones or something. I think he has Weird. he has one of Kess's lungs or something. Oh, <sighs> Hey, he's literally he possessed. I don't know. I get well, literally <laughs> burned this before literally. one of our fans <laughs> corrects me. Because, uh, okay, let's see here. Act five. I'm skipping over to act five here. <laughs> yeah, that. That picture. He also he also plays the, um, sorry, Pete Durst plays the actual doctor that cuts his face off. Yeah. He, play, he plays both himself getting his face cut off and the Vidian alien yeah. that does the face chopping, which I was like, hey, there's some versatility there. <laughs> Good old face chopping. It's some Cronenberg shit. <laughs> it really play, is pretty like, gnarly. Yeah. He um, wants to be more appealing to the to Bolana, so he cuts the face off. He's like, yeah, see? Here, <laughs> I'm Look the, how handsome I am. <laughs> remember that like bald guy? who <laughs> 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 A very average looking bald guy. Because <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with being bald. I'm just saying he's just a very right. whatever looking guy. Um, no offense, Brian McKinnon. You, play, you look like you play 45 year olds. No um, offense to average looking dudes. No offense. We're all over the place. We're all we're here right now. Yeah, yeah we are. Right there, this is a a pod of of average men. Uh, now, it is Kess who donates the lung. Of course it is. Of course. But there because was apparently a compatible member of the senior staff. Like that is a part of the the plot. But it's Kess who does it. Like I just imagine Tom being like, "Oh, I'm I'm a compatible donor." Nah. Do I? Nah. Do I have to do it? He'll die if I don't. <laughs> Can I have a couple days to think about it? Uh, no. <laughs> the doctor's like, I have to spend all this time with Neelix. I'm going to go harvest Tom's organs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's trying to figure out like who he hates more. Do I hate Tom more or do I hate Neelix more? Who might have to deal with for the rest of this fucking trip? <laughs> uh, let me just go ahead and give a couple more guest star shout outs before we go into the archives. Michael Comsty. Reprises or really originates the role of Lord Burley. Oh, Cumpsty. Oh, Cumpsty. And Carolyn Seymour was also Mrs. Templeton from the last episode we saw as well. I'm going to be curious next this week when we do that Prodigy name. episode if they brought the same voice act, the same Michael Cumpsty? Yeah. Because he's still Old active. Cumpsty. He's in Severance. Cumpsty himself. <laughs> can we get Cumpsty? Let's see if we can get Cumpsty. I just got off the phone with Cumsty. We got him. We got him. We got him, baby. We got Cumsty. We got him. Got some Cumsty. Okay. Anything else, guys, before... Oh, one thing I really need to talk about, because we talked about in the TOS (laughs) episode. Do you remember the TOS episode, the the Return of the Archons, where Spock uses the wide beam phaser, and we're like, this needs to be used all the time. Tuvok, Tuvok does it. Tuvok wide beam favors, phasered everyone <laughs> twice. Why is that not? Well, used he did more it once, often. and he threatened everyone right. to wide beam kill everyone. He's like, I will I wide, wide beam, beam the fuck out of you. Your heads are gonna be gone. He said, "I'm gonna kill the entire bridge crew." <laughs> I don't give a shit. I got wide beam on. You saw me use wide beam. The safety's off. The I had safe? to put the code in to use the wide <laughs> beam, <laughs> and I'm gonna fuck you up. I just love this idea that Vulcans are the only ones who like really think to use the wide beam alternate firing mode on the phasers. <laughs> I'm like, I'll use it. I, I'll use it. I don't give a shit. I like to think there's like a 
three-factor authentication for the <laughs> wide beam, where like you have to put a code in and then yeah. authenticate it on another on data pad. Yeah, your on your tricorder. <laughs> you type in the code, and then it's like, are you sure you want to use? Are you sure you want to use the wide so, beam? Yeah, I want to use wide yes. beam. Yes, Jesus. Yes. That was my only miscellaneous note. Usually I have like 10, but this one, I just, it was such a snooze fest of an episode. Wide beam phaser blast. Okay, that's it. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. This right. might be the only other instance that wide beam phasers ever used in Star Trek. Um, they, I'm sure it happens. When I they're in, the in DS9, when they're scanning for. Um, for changelings, they use it quite a bit when they're like, he could, the changeling could be anywhere. And so they wide beam like the walls and stuff, yeah. but they don't use it on people. Yeah. I feel like I remember in the, like the JJ movies, they had like ring guns. I feel like at some point they had like a ring ray. You should have sent the Star Wars. Star Wars. Was that Star Wars? Star Wars has the ring shot. They stun shot, Leia the stun. with a ring shot. Yeah. No, but it's newer than it's newer than this, I think. Well, maybe I am thinking of that then. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Uh, somebody is going to correct us on the Discord. Thank you. They're going to do it. They're going to and thank you in advance to whoever mm -hmm. does that. Okay, let's, All right, let's archive. archives. Archive. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager. Simulating you may now enter the holodeck. Hey guys, um, do you want some, uh, do you want a medicine wheel? Oh, um, I'm okay right now. Uh, I'm sorry, are, is that your medicine wheel, Pert? Oh, I got a bunch of them. I also, I sell the rocks separately also, if you want the rocks to complete the medicine wheel. You can't just be selling medicine wheels. <laughs> why well, can't I? Well, why not, McCall? It's not McCall. I told you earlier, it's Chakotay. I'm I'm possessing McCall's body okay. right now. McCall, that's not cool because I think that's kind Chakotay, of messed up. Yeah, it's messed up. Chakotay is in sickbay right now and he doesn't have any neural patterns or No, I like that. there was a beam and I was dispossessed, but I've learned how to talk in the bodies now. It, it's me, Commander Chakotay. I think mm -hmm. it's really offensive for you to like impersonate an indigenous person you are literally selling not. medicine wheels with the rocks separately at least sell them as a that's, set that's different than impersonating some i'm just i'm just selling stuff i'm just selling stuff stuff's not even real it's not like this stuff even works anyway it's just like fabric and a that bunch of is rocks. very offensive to my culture you are not it's not your culture yeah mccall bajoran you're bajoran hi i'm native american it's it's first of all you need to be addressing me as commander chakota i am a commander you what, are what tribe whatever you, what, ranks what's your you tribe are. what's your tribe wasn't it we never really talk it okay it's commander chakota here yeah that you're uh, talking okay. to superior sure sure uh mccall Lieutenant. all i have to say is everything that you're doing right now makes me want to Break stuff, a la Limp Bizkit's uh, 1999 song. Break what are you stuff. even talking about? What are you, on the album yeah, what Significant are you doing? Other. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? 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 We're oh, having a discussion about Native American about this. Uh, what are yes, you talking about? Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you, as clearly you wished for that conversation and line of thought to keep on rolling. What the uh, fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah what do you do? Why do you keep looking at us and that then is winking? The Limp Bizkit, a reference to the Limp Bizkit song, Roland. Uh, I don't listen to... I don't know what Limp Bizkit is. What is so Limp what Bizkit? Is, yeah. Oh, Limp Bizkit is a classic musical group from the 20th century of Earth. I'm surprised you're not familiar with them. They are very well and highly regarded and coincidentally uh, related to... Peter Durst, lieutenant on this ship. Lieutenant Durst, like the one from the bridge? Yes, Lieutenant Durst, the one from the bridge. He's related um, to a famous musician from the 20th century? Yes, his name was Fred Durst. There are several other collaborators uh, that worked with Limp Bizkit, the classic band, such as Method Man, Red Man, DMX. Do you I, have a marker? Do you have a marker giants. on you? Do uh, I have a marker? Yes. Uh, I have this 
dermal generator that you sure, could give, modify. Sure, give it to me. I need to draw this tattoo on so you guys will start addressing me as Commander Tricote because that is who I am. That's not who you are. You couldn't even name your tribe. This is getting very offensive, McCall. Okay. At first you it was are, kind literally of you're selling you're selling the things of my people. Not your people, first of all. And second of all, I got I've gotten permission from at least Look, one of let's my Let's go to a replicator. I'll be able to replicate like the command level foods that you guys are never able to replicate. Do you know what foie gras tastes like? No, you don't because you can't replicate it. What is frog foie gras? Okay. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're going to do now, McCall. Is that from a song or something? What is yeah, that? Yeah, you're saying it weird, like it's from a song or something. <laughs> it sounded like you were quoting something there. Yeah. Breathe in, now breathe out. Hands up, now hands down. Are you gonna, I can't. It is a sort of a meditative practice, I believe, that Limp Biscuit encouraged their listeners to participate in. I'm confiscating these medicine wheels. Chakotay, I, you no, cannot, no, no, Chakotay, you can't. If you're really Chakotay, you, you know that you cannot confiscate medicine wheels. They are a religious item. Yeah, yeah it's but a not his item. religion. My you religion. You don't know that. You don't know that. <sighs> I know. Oh, okay, if you, then I want you to hang one up on the wall and use it. I don't. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do yeah, it. I'll, I'll hang one up right now. Let's see. It goes like this. Put a rock there. Put a rock there. Put a rock there. Damn it. And I did it. It looks like I did it. Okay, fine. You did it. <laughs> but still. Why did you do it? Did you do it all for the nookie? Stop quoting. I. This is an order. Stop quoting songs. Well, Which one was that song called? Uh, that one is called Nookie. nookie. It is a classic. What does that mean? Nookie is a euphemism for sex. Sexual oh. relations, yes. Oh, I'm going. I do believe I am prepared to have a conversation with Peter Durst about. I this promise you. Matter. I promise you. If you start quoting random songs, uh, Lieutenant Durst is going to be freaked out if you don't give him any context. Yeah, you got to tell him what's going on. You can't just like come in there and start quoting Limp Bizkit songs. I guess I gotta think twice before I give my heart away. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta sell <laughs> these. I, I'm I, trying to steer us away from the nebula. If okay. you guys do what you need Chakotay. to do, yeah, I, I am Chicote. Sure. Put those sure. air quotes away. Yeah, I'll Don't tell Chicote that. Uh, yeah, exactly. he's brain dead. Oh, wait, I am can't. brain dead in oh, sick. He's bay. brain dead, or you're I, brain dead. Uh, Getting your I'm stories mixed up here. Yeah. I'm out of here. I guess we just gotta have faith. That he's telling us the truth. I will throw you in the brig. I hey, swear to God. You know, it'd be a great idea if you could get those lyrics and I could put them on the medicine wheel. Oh, that'd like, be perfect. As inspirational yeah, that like, is, quotes on the that medicine is wheel. Sacrilegious. Cool. Well, let me know if you got any more good quotes that I'll pop them on this. I have plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most offensive. <laughs> Limp biscuits on a Limp biscuit quotes on a medicine wheel. A made-up medicine wheel. So yeah, not even real medicine wheel. There should there's some con continuity stuff that I wrote in the notes here that we might want to address because this episode makes some major continuity changes that mm -hmm. are long-lasting. What's that? Two Vox rank switches from lieutenant commander to lieutenant. Several times in this episode, and after this episode, he's a lieutenant all the way up until the fourth season when he gets promoted to lieutenant commander. Does he get officially promoted, or is it, does it change outside get, the show? He gets promoted in the show, but why his rank seems to change in the first season is unclear. Hmm. Lieutenant Paris's rank is dropped from full lieutenant to lieutenant junior grade in this episode, again, without explanation. And is maintained until he gets demoted in the episode that we did a few weeks ago, 30 days. And also, Lieutenant Taurus reduced from full lieutenant to lieutenant junior grade as well. Why? Just no reason. But then it becomes canon. Hmm. Isn't she, doesn't she eventually become a lieutenant commander? Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't be in charge of anything without commander at the end of your right. thing. Like I feel mm -hmm. like anybody who's in charge of anything, like Tuvok... Or Balana should be, that's like Lieutenant Commander. You got to command. 
Because LaForge you know, is lieutenant commander when he takes over engineering, right? He but gets a promotion. He, in season one, he's only a lieutenant. Right. Actually, but, he's only an No, he's a lieutenant, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Um, but he gets promoted to chief engineer, so then right. he's lieutenant commander, which makes sense to me. Um, Weird. Or like when Worf gets promoted to lieutenant commander when he transfers to Deep Space Nine. Well, I guess he gets promoted lieutenant commander in Generations and then goes to Deep Space Nine. When he goes to Deep Space Nine, he's actually a full commander. Oh, so he gets promoted again? Yeah. He's wow. promoted a lot. He he's, gets promoted twice has, in a year. He has three pips. Three well, pips. Lieutenant, Command, Lieutenant Commander has three pips. Three this full is, three, three full, full pips. pips. Yep. He's no longer in any pip debt. Thank nope. God. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? But he is definitely in, in dad and friend debt. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bad person. Yeah. That's what he had to do to pay off his pip debt. Yeah. Just ignore his family. Just be a bad dad. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. So let's rank this holodeck content. Oh, let's do it. I do like that Jane Way can't, like, she's still who she is as his character. And she's like, let me make something perfectly clear to to, to this um lady Tenenbaum or whatever her name is, Seymour. <laughs> She she's just like I'm not going to deal with your bullshit. Uh, it's, it was a very much Jane away talking to uh, crappy inf- Maggie Smith <laughs> bargain bin. We say bargain, bargain bin, bin Maggie Smith bargain bin Maggie Smith and bargain bin Colin Firth. <laughs> Samuel called him a Colin Firth knockoff <laughs> when I was that's, watching it. That, that's what we called it uh, last week when we reviewed. Oh, yeah. We was, I was yeah, bargain bin Colin Firth. <laughs> Uh, let me make myself perfectly clear. There's spooky rain. This episode was much spookier than the one that came out on, on October Halloween. 30th. There just was less of it, I think. Um, but it was so unattached to the episode. I'm just disappointed about there that. There was only like four minutes, four or five minutes of it. I wanted more. That's quite I a always bit. want more. Actually, that's longer than like first True. contact, but it just doesn't really do anything. Mm. Dialogue. I'm going to give it a two. Uh, 2.5 there was a decent amount of dialogue um she again it was Janeway in kind of a um servant position but also not again not taking any shit from the one woman like yeah so 2.5 I'm gonna go with a, a two two five and a two romance there's a hint of the budding there's romance we've seen more in the other. Yeah, there's tension. Yeah. yeah. One. But nothing like, yeah. I'd say a one. I give it a two. Ooh. Action. Zero for me. Zero. There's nothing going on. There's implied S- action. Suspense, Zero. I'll give it a four. Because. What's in the basement? What's, what's, what's in, in the, the fourth, fourth floor? floor? What's, in, what's It's super spooky. I said four for fourth floor. I also liked when she closed the window and his silhouette was in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good shot. I'm going to yeah. give it a five for that. Colby. Four. That's Colby right there. Damn. Four for Dylan. Four. Camp. Four, four for the fourth floor. Um, I'll give it a, a three for the camp of the setting. And it's the, not and super the, duper campy. Two, two for the setting and the outfits. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. And the stakes. I'm giving it a zero. There's zero. not. There's nothing happening. There's nothing, nothing happening. Yeah, there. zero. All righty. So, computer, calculate final score. Calculating. One point six nine. Yeah, that feels right. It feels very right. Well, any uh, more Christopher Nolan facts we want to share before uh, we? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for um, Trek to the Christopher Nolan. Uh, yeah, this is now a Christopher Nolan podcast. Would love a Christopher okay. Nolan Star Trek movie. Oh, actually, that would kind of work. The yeah. hum of the the hum of the warp core just like covers up all everything, all dialogue the <laughs> you, whole time. You can't hear any of it. You can't yeah. hear any talking because the warp core. <laughs> I think that would work because. Uh, I, Trek is kind of like stupid smart and uber emotional. Yeah. So I think I think uh, that would be rad. He would do well with the next gen crew because he's very process based and that's how the next gen that's crew how operates. They function. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So yeah. Next uh, gen movie featuring 
Yeah, directed by Christopher Nolan. New yeah. Lower Decks in 10 days. Ooh. LDS. I cannot Good wait. Good old LDS. Church of Latter-day Saints. Did you say you had you had, didn't watch season two, Dylan? I th- I didn't finish it. I think I watched like oh, so four good. episodes. I just have been having a hard time getting into TV shows. I don't know why. Get it. I can't sit still for very long. He's just so, he's just a man on the move. Just a man on the move. I get it. Well, next week we're doing Kobayashi, a Star Trek Prodigy episode. There was a, a, a run of, like, I think every Star Trek show had a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Every episode, episode had one. Every season, uh, every series had one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that one was was really fun. It has a lot of little fan service in it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. Our first Prodigy episode. Ooh. Uh, we yeah. mentioned our coffee before. Check out our 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 the the description of this episode for a link to our coffee if you feel mm-hmm. so inclined to help us out. It helps us keep this um cloning of Darius going. <laughs> That's where the funds go. We just clone Darius. We're really. cloning him the way that Bashir cloned that guy by accident. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes. I don't know what this is. Started in a Petri dish and worked its way up to I think a- it's a human being. Oh, it could be. Yeah, Julian, you're real fucking, fucking smart. idiot. I it's know like you're playing dumb. a person. <laughs> it could be anything. Could be a hamburger for all I know. Wait a second. Is this an impossible, is this a Cracker Barrel impossible sausage? <laughs> uh, uh, the best thing you can do for us, if you don't want to give us any money, which is totally fine, because I can't afford to give us money, uh, is subscribe to the podcast and tell somebody about it if you like it. Um, spread the the good word of the trek to the holodeck, or the bad word, or the or just oh, shit talk us. I mean, word. all publicity is good publicity. That's true. Yeah. We check all the boxes. We talked about musicals, Christopher Nolan, and Limp Biscuit today. That's so sweet. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast belongs to an amazing network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. And we have a Discord. Check out our Discord. Computer voice provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. The uh, music was provided by Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. And as always, uh, it's not Viacom CBS anymore. Fuck Paramount Global. Paramount Global. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Evil lives in the water tower over at Paramount Global. Paramount Global. We're a fan podcast, so just leave us alone if you would. We don't give a fuck about any of the money that you make. Leave us alone. Please. Thank you. And poker. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer. Execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 